From Bias to Equality podcast is brought to you by the CEO magazine, Holman Web Lawyers, and B2 Buy. Hello, and welcome to our podcast called From Bias to Equality. I am your host, Sandra D'Souza. Thank you for joining us. Today, we are going to have a conversation with Patrick Soshnikov. He is Sodexo Group Senior Vice President, Corporate and Social Responsibility, and Chief DE&I Officer. In his role as Chief DE&I Officer, Patrick progresses Sodexo's diversity, equity, and inclusion, including gender equality, equal opportunities, inclusiveness, and respect for all underrepresented groups. Sodexo is a global leader in sustainable food. Operating in 53 countries, their 422,000 employees serve 100 million consumers each day. The Sodexo Group stands out for its independence and its founding family shielding, its responsible business model and its portfolio of activities including food services, facilities management services and employee benefit solutions. Hi Patrick, thank you so much for joining us here today. On the podcast. I'm going to go straight into it and I would like you to share with us your career journey that led you to your role with Sodesso. Yeah, sure. Uh, actually, um, uh, what, what, what did bring me into this role today and, and, and uh, 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 as always, uh, uh, the journey uh, is made of uh, goals but also uh, ele- external elements, positive, negative. Uh, personal, uh, private, professional life uh, things, but I've been lucky enough uh, to to become early in my career uh, um, a manager in uh, in services company, and I've grown as a leader in those market sectors like like security services, cleaning, uh, catering, technical maintenance. So um, uh, all about people, and I, I think that you can't do that job. You can't feel good, you can't perform in this market sector, and you can't do that well if, if you don't care for people, if you don't love them. Uh, and, and that's why I think I, I, I really enjoy this sector, uh, because you must combine business objectives and care. And, and you need to understand that business results are critical to, to people's personal and, and professional growth. Uh, capturing the differences that this diversity is, is key to, to the success and uh, belonging of all our dedicated hundreds of thousand employees in all these market sectors uh, is, is does create value. It creates value for, for the company, it creates value for them individually. Uh, and it doesn't happen by chance. You need to give them trust. You need to trust them. You know, they are all over the place. They are the face and the voice of the company. Uh, you trust them. Um, and, and they appreciate it. Uh, and and they, they recognize the trust they get. They feel comfortable. Uh, so, in other words, what, what I just described to me is, uh, is just in one sentence that shows that inclusion is, is a fundamental element of, of accomplishment, personal and business. Uh, and I, I think that, that this uh, attention to people, I, I think I have, um, a, a 
attention to their talent, to their skills, uh, to, to, to their issues. Uh, it has been noticed and uh, it, it let me uh, to, to be over time engaged and more and more in DNI uh, uh, on site and within embedded in my uh, uh, operational leader, leadership. I really appreciate you sharing your career journey in terms of what really matters to you because those values that you hold is what you talk about as your, you know, as part of your career journey as opposed to um, just about roles and, 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 and positions. And I'm not saying that's not important, but this is, this is great of you sharing the insights of your experience and how that has instilled values in you. And so that now leads me to, I guess, the next question, which is one of my favorite questions. Um, and that is about the Sodexo qualifying for Alex Stars. Um, so for those who don't know, the listeners on the call, Alex Stars has very straightforward criteria. Um, we've got four criteria, and you need to achieve at least three in order to uh, be uh, qualified for an Alex Star, which is uh, committing to gender equality in business, and especially in women leadership. So the full criteria, if I'd like to just share with you again, um, is have at least one woman CEO or CFO, have one board, woman board chair, have at least 25% women on the boards, and have at least 25% on um, C-suite teams. So Patrick, I guess, you know, um, as you know about where your company stands with the criteria, do you want to, I guess, um, just share, you know, in terms of, um, who they are and what percentage um, that Sodesso has achieved in women representation. So basically, um, uh, we are very proud to be uh, to be qualified for Alex Stars and and uh, uh, the, the criteria one and two is about having a women as CEO or CFO and and uh, uh, have women as a board chair and and we we both we check the, the, the two boxes uh, as Sophie Belon is our CEO and our chairwoman of the board. But uh, beyond Sophie, uh, uh, the executive committee of Sodexo is, is very well balanced. Right? 45% of um, uh, the executive committee is, is, is uh, made of uh, female uh, executives in operational and functional role. So there is a balance in, in gender, but also uh, an understanding that uh, what, what you are looking at are the skills and you have operational uh, uh, skills and, and functional skills and, and we find uh, skill, skills uh, women in, in, um, in both. Uh, that's, that's definitely the first, uh, uh, the first part of the uh, Stars. Um, and then uh, representation of women at the board. The fact is that we are at 50, 50, uh, 50% men, 50% women today. Uh, and actually, you know, it's it's not about being having the fifty percent all, all the time. You must accept that uh, uh, you have sometimes more women, sometimes more men. That it remains balanced because such a small group, like a board or executive committee, one person can change the percentage. So we are not we are not we are paying attention to this balance, this diverse groups. Uh, you know, on, on, on gender piece, but also on culture and origin piece. Uh, and uh, for example, um, 
but uh, we 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 are at fifty percent today, and that's uh, that's good. But uh, it could be forty, sixty tomorrow, depending on on the and the changes. Um, and then a fourth criteria is uh, having at least twenty five percent of women in senior leadership team. Uh, we are at forty five percent, and that's pretty well balanced. And there we we still need to progress on the operational roles, but we are, and uh, uh, we have uh, we have ambitious target. There. Patrick, it's just wonderful. I mean, you talk about ambitious targets, but these targets are important, um, considering that women is 51% of the population and they shouldn't be underrepresented. Um, and also take your point that, you know, it's not always just 50-50, sometimes it's 40, sometimes it's 60. And, and that's the whole thing is that we're not asking to, or when I say we, it's just um, the Lex Star, the purpose of the Lex Star is to say, is to push for, you know, greater representation of women, but it's not forcing it needs to be 50-50 because the reality can't always be that way. And 40 to 60, that, 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 that's, that's, is the right representation when it comes to gender equality. And over time, we would like to do that um, with elect styles, not just leave it at 25%, but to push for companies to be in the range of 40 to 60%. So now, this sort of leads me to the next question that, um, you know, the journey for Sodexo to, to reach that, was it um, an easy journey? Was it challenging? You know, how um, has it been from the beginning? Is this um, something that you could, I guess, share how you managed to, um, how the company, and I know, um, um, you know, your role is a very important role, but the company has been around for a few decades. So perhaps you could, you know, give us some insights on on that journey in, in achieving um, that gender equality, you know, representation and, and diversity? So, um, the Sodex of journey uh, is, is quite a long one. And, and it started when, when the company was funded, because when it was funded in 1966, there were two missions were, were defined by, uh, by the founder, uh, Pierre Boulogne. And, and these two missions are, uh, on one side, improving quality of life, of those we serve and our employees, and on the other side, contribute positively to the social, uh, uh, environmental, economic uh, development of the communities where we operate. Uh, when you, you see these stewards, it's all about embracing diversity, uh, um, include uh, uh, everyone, most the, the, the larger, as much as possible, and, uh, and, and be equitable. Um, so this is in the DNA of Sodexo, and uh, what happened uh, in 2000 in the U.S. is that we we, we faced a class action, and uh, uh, it was a, a, a shock within the company. It was lived as a shock because it was so far from how people inside and leadership inside the company consider themselves to be uh, inclusive, uh, and uh, and actually it. it Created a, a strong movement within Sodexo to say, okay, this is not us. This is not who we want to be. Uh, we we had uh, we didn't go to court with a class action because really we had we had conversations and and, and progress and, and uh, uh, very good uh, analysis of the situation. Um, but we also we said now Michel Landel is the time CEO of Sodexo and Roy Niana, uh, uh, 
thoughtful, well-known um, worldwide uh, leader in DNI uh, was uh, working uh, in Sodexo uh, at the time. Uh, they said, okay, we need to set targets, we need to measure, uh, we need to change the culture, and we need to ensure that our mission is reflected in the leadership behavior. Um, and so um, setting a target by 2025, saying we want 40% of senior leadership members as women. And we knew it, 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 it's taking one generation if you really want to make big moves in this, uh, on this topic. Uh, and we get there. So uh, that's pretty uh, uh, impressive, frankly. Uh, the decision that has been made in 2000, and uh, which definitely convinced everyone, every leader in the company, that it was a business point that needed to be achieved. I agree. It is really impressive um, to, to, to be able to do that and shift that thinking and see that class action as an opportunity for change. Um, so so how, how was that done? Like, were, were there resistance? Is it... Uh, diversity targets, um, how did you embed into the culture? If you could give us some insights on that, that'd be great. Yeah. So actually about the resistance, we, we are, as, as soon as you change this in a company or anywhere, you, you face some resistance. Uh, but, and then you need to explain, you need to train, you need to educate, you need to have everybody understanding that bias are there and that we like it or not. Uh, we are conscious of it or not, but there are bias. Uh, and, and I think we need leaders who, uh, uh, need to, who understand that there are buyers and they can be biased and they can change and they can evolve and they can work on it. That's the first step. The second thing is that you need to be clear that uh, when you set targets, uh, these targets are business targets. And a leader is meant to deliver on targets and objectives. And this is obvious for everyone on the financial piece. Uh, yes, I have growth target, I have profitability target. Uh, potentially, I have people uh, engagement target. Um, and there we go about diverse, diversity targets, representation of women in this case. Um, and this is a business target. So you need to be assessed on that. You need to have part of your bonus, which is connected to achieving this target. If you don't systematically achieve your targets on the non-financial piece, there need to be consequences. Like you would have, everybody would have accepted there are consequences on the non-achieving uh, non financial targets. So this is working the talk and making the, the message tangible and very clear for everyone into the organization, but also outside of the organization. So, so Patrick, that's some amazing journey and feedback with um, practical advice or, or steps in terms of how it can be done. Um, and, and in order to achieve, I guess, the type of numbers and women representation, um, it's, it's not just about just hiring people of diversity. You obviously um, look at skill set. And, and um, is, it, is it a difficult journey to make sure that you can recruit diversity and, and women? It's, uh, first of all, no, it's not complicated to recruit women or diverse uh, candidates. But you need to be conscious that you want to do it. And when it goes, and, and, and uh, I'm just going to take the example of the, the recruitment process. It needs to be clear 
that uh, you want to have a diverse slate of candidates. And you want this diverse slate of candidates being interviewed by a diverse panel of interviewers. And this is a HR process. You say, this is how it should be. Okay, that's the first step. Define the processes that you want to follow to ensure a bit more diversity in your recruitment. Uh, and it goes on the candidates and on the panel, right? Because otherwise, it obviously, bias not the bias. So you need to, to be diverse in the process. Uh, second thing is that it's not enough to have a process. It's not enough to have a process because business is always running, rushing. And I know I, I'm, I'm, I've been region chairman and, and country president, so I, I, I've been running and, and rushing uh, a lot. Um, <laughs> and then you need someone, you need someone yesterday. So you don't have the time to build a diverse slate and diverse interview panel. And, and you need a candidate because the business requires it's serious, right? Uh, uh, and that's where you, you, you really need to have empowered HR, empowered leaders, able to say, yes, it's urgent, but no, we are not going to, to resume the process or we're not going to shortcut the process. We are going to look for a diverse um, candidates. Like, and, uh, and it takes time and it takes a lot of energy. Uh, it is not about resistance, right? It's not that I don't want this diverse thing. It's that I have an urge, a business of rational urgency and I don't want to lose to waste time because I can't. Uh, and yes, you can. You can waste some time because it works. The, the few times, the time you will lose now, waste now, you will gain it back in, in, uh, afterwards because you will have a diverse time for it. So, um, and that, that's a permanent, that's why you need to, it's never, it's, it's, um, it's never finished, right? You need to, to always pay attention to all this looking like small things. But when you are in 53 countries, 420,000 people, uh, it's all about small things. Mm. And this is yeah. the accumulation of all these small things, which made that, yes, today we may say that we are very close. We are, we are about 40% women in the leadership teams. And, and it's amazing. And I just say, you know, um, what you've given are practical ways. And it can be done. And you're a large company, so so you, so so sometimes I get you know with, with and obviously not the ones I interview, but um, outside of that, the resistance would be you know not enough qualified women. Um, we 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 need things urgently, and, and and it can't be done quickly. It's 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 going to impact on performance, or it's not possible, um, or we've tried, but. You know, and and the recruitment part, I have to say that is also quite important because um, a lot of companies don't realize that their recruitment process is actually there's a lot of bias in there, and so what you've given is 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 ways of how to tackle that because it starts from that really almost before um, before you even talk about the culture if, if if there is bias so strong at the recruitment component. Yeah, you you it's 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 absolutely critical. Recruitment process absolutely critical, uh, but once again, it's it's there. Are, it's a lot of different things too, right? We need to you need to train your leaders and managers about their bias, just they think they get the conscious that they may be biased, and they are likely all are, and and uh, and then they can start acting upon their own 
behaviors and bias, just realizing that. And, and, and this is a side of the recruitment process. Uh, you, you, you put in place mentoring programs where these leaders, biased, like I am, like you are, like everybody else, mm-hmm. are mentoring women. And then you get, they get confronted to the reality of what women are experiences on the workplace, in a career. And then that's what all these pieces make the company culture change and evolve, right? And as I said, it's never finished. It's, it's, we, we, everybody has to progress. It's not perfect. But putting all these pieces next to each other make the whole story credible and makes the, the company progressing and, and, and makes the leader proud. Our leaders are proud that they have diverse lead and diverse team. And that's where okay. you, you start saying, okay, no, <laughs> it, it just get it just get tangible because when you have a leader when they're saying what, what are you the proudest of is not talking about this uh epic results, it's saying over the last five years I get to um, um a balanced leadership team and, and, and a gender balanced leadership team, they say, Yeah, that's good, right? This is what we are this is this means that thanks to that we got the results. Mm. I think that's amazing. And, and you know, if a company as large as Sodexo who can can do it, you know, smaller companies um, should be able to do it. It's, 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 it's not because you would imagine for a larger companies because it's, it's, it's just it takes time to make changes and implement. But um, and from what you've said, um, you're achieving that. And I know it's not perfect, but Patrick, I think certainly Sodexo is far more ahead than um, than a lot of companies are out there. So it's really good to see. I know that I have to soon wrap it up, but I've got one last question. It's a question that I ask um, um, everyone on the podcast. Um, so what is your advice to other CEOs who are struggling to achieve diversity in their company, even though they want to or need to? First of all, my view is that all companies need it. It's not about needing. You need it. You need diverse, diverse, diverse. Uh, leadership team and diverse uh, workforce. Uh, so one thing is a must. Uh, to your question, it's a must as as leadership is is key to move the needle for more equality. So when a, a leader wants it, there is better chance to happen that if he doesn't or she doesn't want it, right? So um, secondly, uh, uh, you know, it's it's easy to give advice. Um, it, it's much more challenging to uh, to make company progress so I, I would rather share experience and some of my experiences than, than giving advice because each company is specific is market sector and country and culture yeah. are very specific so um, uh, I, I just mentioned the first one actually the, the first experience is that the voice from the top is critical it must be clear loud and consistent over a long period of time it's just not saying it once a year during convention. It's saying it every quarter during the business reviews, during the uh, the speech to the company, uh, during the annual assembly, uh, over years. That's the first one. Voice from the top, convinced leadership. Uh, then I would say that in, in our time of, of necessary 
transformation of our business models. And I'm and there I think I, I can I, I dare to say that even for all market sector. Um, we need to transform our business models if only because the climate disruption. Uh, and we know that. And and companies strategy needs and are resolved. Companies are rethinking their strategies because they know that the future is different than the past. That has always been the case, but then the future is accelerating as may not seem as very, very exciting so far. So we need to rethink the strategy. So putting at the heart of those strategies, sustainability is probably essential to all market sector. And here comes the diversity and equity and inclusion. As said, there, to me and I think to all leaders, there is no effective sustainable positioning and actions without people. Mm. Uh, and, and when it goes about people, inclusion and equity uh, are critical. And if you don't connect the climate ambition you may have um, and, 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 and the, the people who are going to deliver on this climate ambition, uh, you will fail. So there is a, a plan for climate, means that you need a plan for people. And that you need to be inclusive, you need to be equitable, you need to have a diverse workforce. And that's where, to my humble perspective, I think that uh, we need to, uh, to have practical, business-connected, measurable action plan uh, to embrace diversity uh, if we want to deliver on sustainable strategy. And, and uh, uh, in one sentence, because I've been a bit long, but in one sentence, I would say embed sustainability and inclusion in your business strategy. Embed. It must be at the core. Because this is, this is but that's my humble vision, uh, this is the future of the world. And then you, you companies work and develop in the world. I think I think that Patrick, that's really good advice because if it's not at the core of everything that you do, then you can't make change, and um, and it can't be just something that is like oh we need to do it and you have to tick the box to say it. You have to truly believe in it, and and that is really that has come through as your message, um, you know, the final advice, but also throughout um, from what you've said that it's, it is really true commitment. Patrick, I guess this is it. We've been having a lot of fun. Thank you so much for being part of From Bias to Equality podcast. I know you say you've got a long way to go, but I do. I still think that um, um, the work that you with Sodexo is it, it's amazing and it's pioneering. Um, and I'm so glad that we can share your insights, your knowledge, and your strategies with other business leaders through this podcast. So thank you again for your time. Thank you very much, Sandra, for uh, having me. Yeah, it's, it was a pleasure, and, and I'm always happy to share experiences with everyone. Thank you, Patrick. Today's episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsors. Firstly, we're sponsored by B2Buy. B2Buy is your trusted business buying platform that simplifies and automates your buying process, helping you buy smarter and faster, giving you greater visibility and value. With 100,000 products in one place, B2Buy is passionate about connecting diverse suppliers with corporate buyers, so you can create a more inclusive business environment and buy better with www.b2buy.online.
Our second sponsor is Holman Webb Lawyers, an award-winning and dynamic full-service Australian law firm with offices in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and Adelaide. Not only do Holman Webb offer comprehensive legal services, but they are also a proud recipient of the LX Star, recognizing their commitment to achieving gender equality and leadership. Discover more about their services, initiatives and industry-leading insights at www.holmanweb.com.au. Lastly, our sponsor The CEO Magazine is an iconic, global media brand that inspires and promotes excellence within the business world. It is a source of information, inspiration and motivation for the world's most successful leaders, executives, investors and entrepreneurs. Go to www.thesiomagazine.com.